what is up guys we are back again with another one of these smaller shorter discussion type episodes again if you'd rather watch this on youtube it is there the link is in this if you'd rather just listen to the audio again the link is below this obviously you're watching in one of them but perhaps you prefer to watch listen in one of the other methods of course as well there is a free article that goes along with this episode i want to say this is episode three that we're kind of going through um triage discussions here and as per usual guys we're kind of trying to get a lot more interactive with the questions so keep sending your questions in and we will continue to record these shorter podcasts these shorter youtube videos and of course do a little bit more of a, a deeper dive article with these some of the questions are pretty easy to answer and don't require as in-depth a an article like this one isn't hugely in-depth so it's a short enough read you should get through it in a couple of minutes the the topic is do i need to have a meal plan or do i need to be on a meal plan to get a successful fat loss phase or complete a successful fat loss phase or I suppose you could ask the same question, although it wasn't asked, do you need to be on a meal plan to effectively gain weight, be on a, an effective muscle building phase? Simple answer to this is no. Meal plans, they do have pros and they do have cons. However, at the end of the day, it all comes back down to that calorie balance and then obviously the, the macronutrients and the micronutrients that you get within that diet. So. Calories are king. There's, there's simply no way around it. However, there are some pros to a meal plan that may make staying or sticking to a meal plan much better for you as an individual than having a slightly more flexible approach, just tracking your calories and stuff. Because there is this kind of thought process in the industry as a whole that, oh, well, if you're not on my fitness pal and tracking your calories, you're doing it wrong. It's all about IIFIM, bro. And people really go down that rabbit hole and forget that while meal plans, perhaps they do have a lot of cons and we'll get through them today as well. They do actually have a lot of pros to them that maybe some populations would do better on a meal plan, okay? So you need to kind of think, what are you like as an individual and how does, or how do the changes you make to your nutrition plan affect you as an individual because at the end of the day again this is to help you be successful like i don't care what the science says i don't care what help jimmy down the road it's about you if, if your goals are your goals and you're trying to help yourself then you need to understand yourself and what makes you tick same with if you're a coach and you're looking to coach people get them on some sort of nutritional program you have to understand the the subtle nuances of the individual rather than just going Oh, I read the study that said this, or, you know, my favorite, I don't know, whatever you want to call them, fitness, blogger, celebrity, whatever it is, said this. So that's what I'm going to follow, you know? So you have to dive a little bit deeper and actually look at the person in front of you that you are coaching and then decipher what strategy is going to be best for them where they are right now. Also, triage, generally we like people to understand the the underlying stuff with regards to diet. Because our, our kind of coaching model is all about getting you to be able to coach yourself. Like uh, ideally, we want you to finish with us 12, 16 weeks. Some people need a little bit longer to get to where they want to go. But ideally, we want you to be finishing up with us at some stage. Like if I have you on my books for five years, like 
there's something wrong there. Unless, of course, you do have very, very specific goals and, you know, you have the excess money that you can just be like, yeah, I actually really want to achieve these goals and I want to pay for coaching and not have to think about things. But ideally, especially for general population, the goal should always be to get you self-sufficient. So you should understand the underlying nutrition things and obviously the underlying training things as well. But on the nutrition side of things, this is actually one of the cons of a meal plan. If you were just given a meal plan, you don't understand why that meal plan is working. You just know that this meal plan gets me results or maybe it doesn't get you results, but you just know that I stuck to this meal plan and I got results. You don't understand the underlying calorie balance. You don't understand the underlying macronutrient balance. You just know that if I'm on plan, I get results. Okay, and again, that's perfectly fine. Maybe it is something that you need to do. You need to be on a meal plan to get the results that you're looking for. However, it then sets up a kind of on and off, all or nothing mentality around the diet where you're either stuck, you're either on the meal plan or you're off the meal plan. And if you're off the meal plan, well, fuck it. I'm off the meal plan. I might as go hog wild, you know? So it doesn't set you up with a, a fundamental understanding of how nutrition is set up and what constitutes a good diet. You just know that I'm on the meal plan or I'm off the meal plan. So that's one of the cons with it. Again, a you can get around this. Like If you do have a meal plan, you can still get around this by having a meal plan while understanding the fundamentals that make up and constitute that meal plan. So if you understand that it is the calories and the macronutrients, and perhaps we can get into like the timing and that kind of stuff that allow you to succeed with that meal plan, as long as you're understanding and you're building that understanding, understanding then you can be successful on a meal plan. So I'm not saying that meal plans are never to be used, just they do for a lot of people create this all or nothing on or off type scenario. So if you are building that understanding with the, the fundamentals behind it, cool, then a meal plan can be quite successful. But that again is one of the cons to a meal plan. I suppose we'll go through the pros first and then we'll go through the cons. So the pros of a meal plan, potentially it is a more optimal dietary setup. And what I mean by that is you have, you can have better meal timing. So you know, okay, I have to eat at this time, at this time, at this time, and you're getting a more optimal kind of protein or loose, you're, you're reaching that leucine threshold and getting a more optimal protein spiking, whatever you want to call it, um, environment so that you are always maximizing muscle protein synthesis so that you are consistently building muscle and you're never getting too far either side of that where you know you're just eating in excess and just gaining gaining fat and then you're not just eating too little leaving huge gaps between your meals getting low blood sugar that kind of stuff you know so it is potentially a more optimal setup again this is just potentially because you could have a meal plan that is just pure crap as well that's just a hodgepodge thrown together of various oh chicken here and egg whites here and you know maybe we'll have an egg here there's just random things thrown together and there's no actual rhythm reason behind it so i'm saying potentially but do you realize that not always um so yeah potentially more optimal meal timing more optimal protein feeding they're all more optimally spaced apart again if it does take into account your training and your days and stuff like your your average lifestyle it's potentially more optimal in terms of giving you more sustained energy throughout the day again that's if it's set up correctly then again it is potentially more optimal 
or more optimal, yeah, I suppose, for your amino acid profiles. Again, you have to think about this. The person designing the, the, the plan should be thinking about this, like what is giving us the more optimal setup in terms of how can we get all the essential amino acids that we need to effectively build muscle, be healthy, all that kind of stuff. So potentially it is more optimal, quote unquote. Um, again, obviously potentially it is not. If it's just a hodgepodge thrown together, it's obviously not going to be more optimal than you just having a hodgepodge thrown together of your own diet. Um, but it is potentially more optimal in terms of those things, timing, protein feedings, and you know amino acid profile. Again, it could potentially, depending on which diets you compare, be more optimal in terms of nutrient density. However, generally you'd find meal plans, one of the cons associated with them is reduced nutrient density, but we'll get to that in a second. The next thing then with the pros with a meal plan is it's standardized. So you know you're eating the exact same things day to day. So it's much easier to see trends in your body weight and to see how different days are affecting you and how your progress is actually trending because there's a lot less day to day variance. Because if you eat a, a diet that is more of a, an IIFYM diet or you know just tracking your macros and stuff, you know maybe one day you have a little bit more fiber, maybe one day you have a little bit more salt, maybe one day you know you drink a bit more fucking I don't know you drink more liquid nutrients and all these different things all go into changing how your weight fluctuates throughout the week. However, if you're just eating the exact same things, you're drinking the exact same things, <clears throat> everything around everything about your diet is standardized it's a lot, lot easier to actually see trends in your diet. Obviously, that isn't just exclusive to meal plans. Like you could eat the exact same things and just be tracking your nutrients. However, meal plans generally tend to have that as a built-in thing. Unless, of course, you are doing a meal plan that has stuff like high days, low days, medium days, or you know, high-carb days, low-carb days. Obviously, then if you're just introducing a load of variants, it's going to be hard to track day-to-day -day variance you know like that obviously that is the case but if it is just this is your meal plan you're on whatever 2,000 calories and this is eaten every single day it's a lot easier to see how things are trending as a result so it's a lot easier to track your progress meal plans as well are I'm going to say more accurate and what I mean by that is you are eating the same things every single day so you know how like how much calories and how much macronutrients are in those foods. Obviously, you don't know that to 100% degree because all the food data we have is just uh, an average. However, if you are eating the exact same thing, you know that those averages average out because you're eating the exact same thing. So it doesn't matter if, you know, the, the, the chicken that you buy has only, I don't know, 20 grams of protein per 100 grams, whatever. It doesn't matter because you've standardized that. Whereas if you're just tracking different foods day to day, you know, maybe the 100 grams of chicken you had today has 20 grams, but then you have beef the next day and it has 25 grams. And it's like, there is a little bit more variance if you are obviously more variable with your food choices in your overall diet. So it is somewhat more accurate and gets rid of a lot of the, the variability in I don't know your, your your calories and your macronutrients because you simply are eating the exact same thing every single day so it becomes standardized so that is one of the the pros of it however that 
you could also again have that with a more flexible diet however generally people with a more flexible diet will be able to eat out and stuff and they'll do a little bit more guesstimation with their diet again that's a pro for the the meal plan because there's a lot less guesstimating you're not going out and going oh well how much i'm, eat I'm eating out i think that's roughly 200 grams of chicken you know on a meal plan like you know you cooked it you were going this is exactly what i'm getting whereas more flexible diets people tend to as the name would suggest be more flexible so there, there is that little bit of variance there is a slightly or a slight edge towards the meal plans in terms of being accurate however let's get on to the cons of a meal plan now and i just said one there people who generally are on more flexible diets do have more flexibility in their diets therefore adherence is a lot better because you know you, you can actually eat the foods you're kind of going, oh, i have a little bit of a craving for this rather than going oh well i have to have my my chicken and broccoli here now you can go how can i manipulate my diet to fit this in now again this is also a con for ifim or flexible dieting because people try to get too flexible and try to fit too much stuff in and then they actually ignore all the stuff that you know makes up a good diet a good nutritious diet you know so again that could also be a con for flexible dieting but it is it is a con for meal plans there is a lot less <clears throat> flexibility in in it so adherence goes kind of down a little bit people generally tend to binge a little bit more on meal plans now of course that's not everyone some people find the freedom that flexible dieting affords them does actually encourage them to binge you know they go oh yeah i have a more flexible diet i'm gonna have two squares of chocolate and two squares of chocolate turns into the entire chocolate bar just because it's allowed in their diet they have no self-restraint whereas if i say oh it's completely off limits the fact that it's off limits in your head means that you don't go for it or if you do have some of it you're not you know stuck to that where you're like oh no i can only have two squares and it's just off plan you know so again it's a pro it's a con for them but adherence generally goes down with rigid meal plans and again they simply are more rigid there's a lot less flexibility which makes life a lot harder because how do you kind of go oh well this day is different than this i'm having a little bit more stressful day or i'm more active this day or you know there's a whole like you know life that goes on that you may want to be able to change your meal plan or change your diet day to day um but you just can't do that if you're on a meal plan so again it is a little bit more rigid it is a little bit more limited in the amount of quote unquote life you're able to have um like you can't just go out for dinner on a whim like if, if you're i don't know dating a guy dating a girl they go oh let's go out for dinner tonight you're going i can't i'm on a meal plan you know it, it, it kind of does limit your your life to some extent whereas if you're on a more flexible diet you can go okay cool we have strategies in place or strategies that we can put in place to allow us go out for dinner you know um or even something as simple as going to the cinema and getting popcorn you're like okay well you can't do that on a meal plan but you know let's let's change our day around here have a little bit more flexibility in our diet and therefore you can actually have the popcorn enjoy the movie a little bit more you know th those kind of things so <clears throat> a, a meal plan kind of stops and limits those things again i said it before with the meal plans generally speaking you don't learn the underlying nutrition theory we'll call it you don't understand calories you don't understand macronutrients you don't understand pretty much anything with the underlying principles of diet you're just 
on plan or off plan. And again, that just kind of sets you up for negative repercussions down the line because, you know, okay, cool, 16 weeks down the line of this meal plan, you're shredded, absolutely spliced, and you go on holidays and you're off plan on holidays, <clears throat> no big deal with that, it happens, you come back two weeks later, you then, do I stay on the exact same plan or do I change it? How do I change things to maintain where I'm at if I don't wanna lose any more weight? There's just a lot less understanding around that. Also, the micronutrient density thing is an issue with meal plans, especially if you're just eating the same rigid foods all the time, like you do actually have a, you obviously have a lot less variety in your diet and as a result, you do have a lot lower micronutrient density. Again, we can make this argument as well for the more flexible dieting because people generally use flexible dieting or IFYM to eat like crap and as a result, their micronutrient density goes down and they kind of go, oh, well, I can just take a multivitamin and it doesn't matter. But of course, if you're listening to us, you know that's not what we believe and that's not what we preach. We do preach that kind of good, wholesome, whole food nutrition. Um, but yeah, so the micronutrient density, generally speaking, on a meal plan is lower than if you were to be on a more flexible diet. So you do have to take that into account. Final thing, the cons for a meal plan, making changes is a lot harder with a meal plan. Like if you're on a, on a, on a set meal plan, people will generally go, okay, we want to reduce fat and they'll take out say, I don't know, nut butter or something. And then from there, you're actually losing a lot of these quote unquote crossovers because that nut butter has some protein in it. It has some carbohydrates in it. So not only have you just removed fat from the diet, which is what you were, you were thinking, I want to remove some fat. You've now removed some other macronutrients. So while it's not a huge issue, it, it actually can become a huge issue where you're thinking, oh, I'm just re removing fat, especially when people use meal plans and don't track crossovers, where, and crossovers I mean like they just look at, say a meat source and they only count the protein in that meat source. Where they look at carbohydrates and they only count the carbohydrates in that source, or again, fats, and they only count the, the, the fats in that. Whereas those different foods that make up those macronutrients have other nutrients in them other macronutrients in them that are crossing over that you're just not counting so you could think you're just on i don't know 220 grams of protein but in reality with all the crossovers the veg you're eating the nut butters and that kind of stuff you're actually up higher somewhere around 250 270 or something and then all of a sudden you start pulling out these fat sources protein goes down and you wonder why you know you're feeling weaker in the gym you wonder why you're not as re retaining as much muscle as you were but it's because you're actually eating lower protein than you thought you were, you know? So, or rather that you actually were, you, you thought you were eating 220 the whole time, you know? But that, that is again, one of the downsides of meal plans. Making changes is a lot harder or rather a lot less precise. So it's one of those things where, you know, you make up things in terms of the accuracy. So it's one of the pro, pros of a meal plan. You can be very accurate with your diet because it's very standardized but you then introduce a lot more variability because the, the changes you make to a meal plan are a lot harder to make where, where you don't actually lose out other macronutrients. Like again, generally speaking, that's not to say that you, don't, you can do it yourself quite well or your coach can do it quite well and they take into account that you're losing these other macronutrients 
and they, I don't know, they bump up the, the protein source you have. You know, the, you, you dropped off some nut butter, they account for the protein you're losing, they account for the carbohydrates you're losing, and they say, I don't know, have a, a scoop or a half a scoop of whey protein extra, whatever it is, I don't know, you know? But that generally speaking, we don't like meal plans purely for this, the, the fact that it doesn't allow people learn the underlying theory behind the diet. However, that's not to say that some of our coaching clients aren't on a meal plan, you know? And this is kind of one of the things that people willfully forget that, again, this is all just tools in the toolbox. Some people are gonna need meal plans. They just don't know how to eat correctly. They don't know how to, or they're not willing to track religiously. So having them on a more rigid kind of, this is what you have to eat to get to where you want to be diet, like a meal plan, actually it facilitates and allows them getting the results that they're looking for, you know? So don't view this as us just bashing meal plans. Meal plans have a place. Generally speaking though, I would actually like to see people steer towards understanding the fundamental diet, you know, the, the calories, the macronutrients, understand how to set up their day for success so that, you know, after we're done with coaching or even just interacting with an individual, they know how to set up things correctly for them. And I don't like, I don't have to deal with them 10 months down the line, two years down the line, and we're still doing the exact same stuff. Like I, w I want you to understand, okay, this is, this is how we make changes. This is the calories are what's driving things. You know, obviously we need to have enough protein. And then, you know, depending on how my day is, depending on how my lifestyle is, depending on my preferences, this is how much carbs and fats I need to get the results I'm looking for. And this is how we actually design the diet to achieve those things. Like eating, you know, lots of veg, eating lean proteins. I don't mind if they are fattier proteins, if it fits in your overall caloric and, you know, fat expenditure, but you understand then fundamentally how to set up your diet. Because at the end of the day, that's what we're looking to achieve, an understanding of how you can set up your diet. You know, that's what we want. Anyway, guys, if you enjoyed this, I don't know, leave likes, comments, subscribe, send to your friends, I don't know. All, all the stuff that you do does help the, vi the visibility of these. So we do appreciate that. You know, I know a lot of you do share this on your Instagram stories and stuff like that. So if you do do that, tag us in it. You know, let, let us know that you are preaching the good word, that you enjoy the content. And of course, guys, if you do have questions and you would like one of these discussion posts about it, just drop us a message. We can either you know, go through the DM with you, kind of go talk you through it yourself, or we can do one of these longer form discussion videos, audios, articles. Anyway, guys, that is me signing out. If you do like it, again, comment, like, subscribe, all that fun stuff.